Welcome to the Image Makeover Podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to be made over into the image of Jesus. On this episode, we'll be talking with Brenda Baldovin about the best spiritual practices for each personality type on the Enneagram. These practices will help you in the process of being made over into the image of Jesus. Welcome to this episode. My name is Nick Euler, and I'm your host today. And I'm sitting here with uh, Brenda Baldovin, and we're talking about uh, spiritual direction, and particularly the Enneagram, and how we do spiritual formation and spiritual practices according to our type in the Enneagram. The Enneagram has kind of gained a lot of popularity lately uh, because of the book The Road Back to You by Ian Morgan Cron. And so a lot of people are into what number they are and, and trying to understand understand um, how that works in the workplace and in other places. And, and even like for marriage and, and people are trying to understand who they are so that they can better uh, live the life that God's called them to. And so what I want to explore is, so now that you know your type, how do you do spiritual formation, spiritual formation practices according to that type? Uh, what I mean by that is uh, for me growing up, I always learned, you know, you got to read your Bible, you got to pray every day, uh, journal. Those are the, you know, the the other spiritual disciplines. And it was kind of this cookie cutter, uh, one size fits all, and you just have to find your way in it. And and so as I'm going through this book, um, The Road Back to You, one of the things that I found out was, you know, as you find out who you are and how you're wired, it's like, oh, certain things or certain practices will help you to better connect with God because of the way that you're wired. So that's what we want to explore and talk about today. So uh, welcome, Brenda. Uh, Glad to have you here on our podcast. Thanks, Nick. So um, let me just start with this way. Uh, So I'm a number nine on the Enneagram. The more that I read the nine, the more I'm like, man, how did you know that? (laughs) You know, it's like it's kind of amazing to me about how how pinpoint it was in some areas. And there's some other things, some crossover that I had. And you could see how the, um, you know, the wings and how the um, uh, what stress and and all that kind of works. So I I began to kind of understand myself. I was pretty self-aware, but going through that really helped to kind of open my eyes to that and and especially to the other numbers. So how do I what are some some of the spiritual practices, the spiritual disciplines that would work well for a number nine? Well, one of the main ones, I think, for a nine is the prayer of examine, where every day you um, sit down and you look in places of consolation, things that are drawing you to God, mm-hmm. and to name those, and then uh, in, and then to turn around and do places of desolation. Uh, where were areas that I moved away from God and why did that occur and why was I trying to avoid God and looking at your day um, a language I use is what was something that was life giving Mm -hmm. and to just really look over a 24 hour period and see truly where was God at work in my life and where did I leave him what was what was I avoiding? What pain or right. what emotion? And maybe even to name that emotion that you felt. Yeah, I've I've done examine, and that's one of the I I did enjoy it when we did examine prayer, and so I've I've been trying to add that into my practice as well. And one thing that I I've resisted for years is journaling. I didn't really want to. I didn't like doing it, but I've leaned into it, and 
my journal is not uh, your typical journal. It's not like me writing a bunch of paragraphs. What I do is I kind of copy the scripture. I'll kind of circle things, write on it, write my notes and prayer kind of out of that. I'll copy and paste a prayer that I like that I read, you know, out of my daily uh, prayers, uh, morning and evening. I kind of put those in. I'll take a take a picture and put a scripture that really spoke to me out of the reading. So all so if you looked at my journal, it would be kind of not the typical journal, but for me, it really works. And it's been helped me to kind of stay consistent at it by doing it my way. Um, I think one of the things I encourage people to do in journaling is to be creative Mm -hmm. that um, some people can just sit down and write pages and pages. Others uh, maybe cut pictures out of magazines, or as you said, you know, you copy or cut and paste and put in your journal and write I think with the examine, one thing that can be very beneficial is after you take that time and quiet, don't journal during it, but afterwards, maybe where you saw Mm-hmm. places that you move towards and away from God and to be able to write those down and to look back over those if you kind of see a thread and maybe you you can notice then where a lot of us in places of desolation isolate from God yeah. and others what was going on what was what was going on in my life that I can't see yeah. I, I don't notice that I'm isolating. Maybe others do. And you can go back and look over that. And it doesn't have to be in pretty language. You can just, it's right. your journal. Mm-hmm. And you can be honest. The, the, the thing I think that God most desires for us in relationship with him is our honesty. Right. He already knows it. So yeah. why don't we be honest and use honest language with him? Yeah. Just Bearing yourself before him and because he knows it all anyway. Yeah. And uh, to be able to strip away all those things that we use to kind of hide from the rest of the world. Um, it, that's been a freeing thing for me is to be able to open up before God and, and uh, share those things. Yeah, I notice in my own journaling now I use colored pencils. I use markers. Mm-hmm. I have tried to incorporate art in mine. That isn't something I naturally do. And I no longer write in my journal as if an English teacher is going to grade it. Yeah. I really am writing it as my honesty to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he can take the messiness of it because he sees the messiness of my life. Yeah. So what else for, for a nine? Prayer walking. Prayer walking. Yeah. So prayer walking can be um, walking, just walking outside by yourself. And you just invite the Lord to walk right beside you. And you have conversation with him as you're walking. Uh, there is a thing, I think, uh, maybe the uh, it's a circle prayer. And some people like that. So yeah. you have an hour uh, of where you're doing very specific things. Oh, okay. Um, there's, I know on the internet, you can find prayer walks. Yeah. I think that that's a beautiful way to get out in nature and just to in, be intentional about inviting the Lord mm-hmm. and kind of getting out of your own mind, just talking to him. Yeah. I do that. That was one of the things for me is nature. So I'm big and I like to go fishing. I like to go uh, for walks, uh, hikes. And so I've noticed that if I go on a hike, that I just go and I just walk and talk with God. And sometimes what I'll do is I'll take my take a scripture, kind of start myself off uh, with just that starting point and then go for a walk. And then I'll come back and journal. A lot of what I'll do is journal. I'll journal like all the stuff that I got to say. All right, God, you take this because my brain starts 
starts, you know, going all different directions. And so I need to leave all that with him, put that in my journal, put it aside and then go for the walk. And that helps me to, to have that connection. But yeah, walking is because I know in the Enneagram in the book, it talks about for number nines that uh, walking and being in nature is something that's that connects for them. So that's true for me. Yeah. And it gets you out of your chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anything else for the nine? Um, breathing exercises is another good one. Okay. Um, just becoming aware of their own, your own body. And I have found myself, I'm not a nine, but when I am stressed, if I really start paying attention to my body and a breath prayer can be like a word or a mm-hmm. phrase, Abba, and then just slowing my breathing down and getting calm, especially I think because a nine can be unaware yeah. of stress or what's going on inside of them. And so just to become aware of that, their breathing and just to have that breath prayer um, and a good time of reflection. Okay. Let's move to another number. Uh, my wife is a two. So, um, so I was going through the book and it was funny because we were talking and I'm like, you really got to read this book. And she's, you know, didn't want me, you know, coming up with all these numbers and all this kind of stuff. And, and, but I said, I said, really, as I'm reading through this, I mean, this is, you know, you need to read this part and all that. And so, you know, she kind of gave me that. <laughs> so, I, so I backed off, but, um, but yeah, so she's a number two and always has struggled the same kind of thing where it's like, this is, I know what I should do, but I need some things that will kind of help me to open up to that. Um, and so what would be a good one for a two? Well, first of all, twos need to have good self-care. Yeah. So for a two, two um, could be very life-giving would be ha- go have a massage. Okay. Have a pedicure. Like do something for you right. that does not involve another person where you're yeah. taking care of them. When you're having a pedicure, you have to be intentional not to pick up the cares of the person who's giving you the pedicure. Yeah. And so a two, another really beautiful practice for them is gardening, oh, yeah. getting in the soil and being creative, uh, learning how to just play. Yeah. How to play with God. And that can be so individual. It can be um one of the things I love to do with twos is adult color books where you oh, yeah. pictures and you uh, have you can use markers, colored crayons and you uh, I, I usually will play some soft music. Mm-hmm. And so first, just sitting down, we're not we're not talking and we're going to color. And then you can ask some very intentional questions about a two's own self-care. Oh, okay. And that that's coloring can be playing. Yeah. And so, and so gardening, uh, playing, uh, playing the piano, if they're musical at all, mm-hmm. um, that can be something, again, that opens the creative side of their brain for themselves. Yeah. My wife likes uh, the doll coloring books. She'll use those and, and color and um She's not, I'm more of, I like the electronic type stuff. Give me my iPad and I can color with that. She's more, you know, give her the regular paper and, and all that. But And the intention is to color the picture for themselves. Yeah. Or uh, as, as their own gift to God, rather than I'm, I'm coloring this Nick for you. Okay. Yeah. Right. You to do that. And then another practice, which I think would probably make it a, a two kind of panic at the thought of is silence and solitude. 
And that was a struggle for me at the beginning to sit in it in my chair and not speak to God, but to be present to God and to just sit and say, I want to hear what you want to say to me. Our prayer life is so full of words. Mm -hmm. And then we get up from our prayer time and we go, well, God, you didn't even answer me. And so to sit in silence and solitude. And for myself, I'll say, oh, I notice I hear and like I hear birds chirping and I acknowledge what I hear Mm -hmm. so that I can then take it aside, set it aside. I have a mental like list in my brain and I'll say, oh, I need to get milk. But then eventually I can get to a place where I just am present before God and I wait for him to speak. No checklist. Yeah. (laughs) And that can be very hard, but so very life-giving for a two. Yeah, it is life-giving. Even for a nine, I I find that is the life-giving thing is Mm -hmm. to just sit before God and you got to slow the brain down and and, um, especially when I've got a lot of stress going. Um, But yeah, for a two, I can really see that that can be life-giving. And so a good one for that would be to, even if you have to, just to kind of begin to train yourself, say, I'll sit two minutes. Yeah. I'll sit five minutes. I mean, when I first started it, uh, our invitation was 15 minutes. After about three minutes in, I was spiraling. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. you, it, it is a practice that you have to build yeah, into. You do. Pick another number. How about a six? I'm okay. a six. You're a six. Yes. Right. So for a six, I love Sabbath. Sabbath is a very foreign to the world today, but there is a reason God said to take a day and rest. And so Sabbath doesn't have to be legalistic. Like uh, my Sabbath might look like um, going to lunch, going for a walk, enjoying nature, uh, doing something just uh, not work oriented, not my Sabbath isn't on Sunday. My Sabbath is on Saturday. So okay. you you don't have to be legalistic about it. you can choose your day. Right. But it's it's a day too where I really am very intentional from my from beginning to end of inviting God in to my day. Okay. Really partnering with him in that day. Yeah. And I I just uh, so it's a good practice practicing Mm -hmm. Sabbath. So just taking one day a week and not working. I'm not doing laundry, not grocery shopping, not doing normal everyday things, but I caught my day of pleasure and enjoyment with God. Yeah. So it's a really great practice for a six. Um, Another one is what I call the body scan. Okay. Uh, A six uh, sitting for a length of time can be uh, hard. And so uh, so what, what you do is you sit down and I start with, um, what do I notice in my body? Where, where aches and pains? Uh, what's roosting in my mind? Uh, have I noticed extra tension lately? And what's that due to? So to become more aware okay. of what's going on. And by doing this, you begin to notice maybe what your body is signaling to you and you're not paying attention to. So for me, what I noticed is that I had these very high level um, headaches, ended up having to get on blood pressure medicine. Okay. So by listening to my body. And um, so that's very important. Another one is the examine again, Mm -hmm. breath prayer. And um, 
I think another one that I would say is good for every number on the Enneagram is centering prayer. Yeah. Which is a little bit like silence and solitude. But in centering prayer, we usually begin with a scripture. Mm-hmm. And then I I like to practice what's called catch and release. So in meditation, the idea is that you empty your mind of everything. Yeah. But we can't really do that. Right. And so for me, I'll have the thought, oh, I need to go to the store. Okay, just release that. Yeah. So I don't deny I don't deny the thought, but uh, there's apps, Centering Prayer apps, and I like to use them. Okay. And uh, I love to just sit and with a scripture, and Lord, is there anything you want to say in this? And just hold it loosely. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, that 20 to 30 minutes is kind of the ideal time, and yeah. it, it kind of guides you through it. Okay. I like that. The centering prayer. I've I've done I've practiced that and it's been uh, very helpful as far as uh, just kind of like you said it's you you know as you those things come in it's like you know there time I just want to chase things you know sometimes I'm <laughs> a rabbit chaser um, so you got to kind of let go of that with the centering prayer so what what would be another number we want to how about the eight okay uh, the eight uh, confession. Confession. Confession is a good one for eight. Okay. Uh, especially uh, to have a, a person that they can confess to. Okay. And uh, that that can just be raw honesty, because they can be the champions, the maverick, kind of run over people. Yeah. And so it becomes self-aware of okay. of where we are doing that. Yeah. A prayer of indifference, learning how to pray and uh, not holding on so tightly to things, but a prayer of indifference of, God, I give this to you. I don't want to hold on to it so tightly Okay. to be able to let go. All right. So what's another number we want to, <laughs> I kind of feel like we're just kind of going through, but I want to, I want to kind of cover all the different bases. And if, if you're out there and you're like, what is this Enneagram? So what are you not talking about these numbers? Make sure you just go out and uh, find Ian Morgan Cron's book, uh, The Road Back to You. Uh, it's, it's helpful to kind of help you understand uh, the basics of it and really give you a understanding what we're talking about. But all of these practices that we're talking about can really help uh, uh, anyone who's kind of just starting that journey to be able to to find that way to connect with God so that that process of being made over into the image of Jesus. You know, we, we were made in the image of God and then through the fall, you know, we were separated from God. And now as we are uh, in Christ, we're a new creation. God is re uh, remaking us into the image of Jesus. And so as we can do things that help us to get into that space, I that's what these that, practices Nick, are I, for. As yeah. I had spoke to you earlier about, I just think that for some people, just constantly hearing the message, read scripture, journal, mm-hmm. prayer, that that is somewhere we lose creativity with God. Yeah. And he wants to use so many different ways mm-hmm. to uh, speak deep into us, which draws us closer to him, yeah. which I think is just a beautiful gift that this, that these practices have created in my own life. Yeah. Uh, for the four, the four are artists. Yeah. 
and they are uh, highs and lows. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes in the lows, it can be hard to want to do a practice to get into that. And so one of theirs is the discipline of gratitude. Okay. Whether we're on a high or a low, to just be able to name all the things you're grateful for. Yeah. And then to be able, when you're in your lows, to come back around to that. Yeah. Oh, yes, God, I was grateful for this and I was grateful for that. I don't feel it today, but that is truth. Yeah. So that's a really good one. And I, I think I like to call what's linger in what's really good. What's okay. really good that's in really your good. life right now? Where are you seeing the movements of God? And so a little bit of like an examine. Yeah. But for... A four, what might be, they don't want to spend much time in desolation and the movements away from God. Yeah. Because that could be a bit of a spiral. One other practice, I think, which is very uh, powerful for every number on the Enneagram is reading the Bible in the Lectio Divino style. Yeah. And uh, so for different numbers, like for a four, reading the Lectio, so that's where you read the scripture Mm -hmm. and then you sit in it. And then you read it a second time and what stood out to you, like maybe a word or a phrase. The third time through, what is God speaking to you? What's the invitation? And then you can journal. But for for a four, maybe even being able to the story. The yeah. story of the scripture and what what part are what role are they playing in and yeah. what is the invitation from God for them? So that can be beautiful and especially reading it in a different version. Oh yeah. That was hard for me. When I do Lexio, I use the message. And the reason I do that is because it's totally different than you know your standard uh, and it also keeps me from doing the um, the intellectual side of it, the Bible study where you, you're taking it apart, you're wanting to look in the Greek. I need something that's going to be totally kind of take me out of that and into where I'm doing this for my relationship with God, not for teaching or, or study or, or that kind of stuff. And so taking it into a, a, a mess, the message is just like, it just kind of switches gears for me. It does for me too. And it was very hard. I am an NIV diehard mm-hmm. girl yeah. and I have a lot of scripture memorized, which is yeah. why it's really good for me. A friend gave me the Passion Translation oh, okay. for Christmas. Yeah. And that's only New Testament with Proverbs and Psalms. But doing Lectio with that version yeah. has really helped me to let go and enter into the scripture. Yeah. And uh, not not controlling what I know. I think the sevens, uh, a really good practice for the sevens are they are not in touch with their pain at all. Okay. And so uh, they can run, avoid, and so fasting. Oh yeah, fasting and fasting. Not I'm not just talking food, but yeah. maybe fasting television or fasting, because uh, sevens can have uh, addictive type personalities. Mm-hmm. So whatever you know has become an idol. Whatever you know yeah. has come, maybe in a greater importance. Fasting that and then again journaling however you want to yeah. through that and what you're noticing. But in, in that fasting, it's not just avoiding that thing, but it's being intentional in that time with the Lord. Yeah. And maybe being able to ask him good questions about what what is this and why am I putting it in place of. 
And the prayer of examine is another uh, spiritual formation practice that's very important for a seven. Again, to notice places of consolation and desolation. A seven can often name that consolation, (laughs) but a place of desolation, that movement away from God or a painful place. Yeah. And what emotions? How about a five? Five. Yeah. The five is uh, visual journaling can be a good thing because a five are in their heads. Mm-hmm. A lot of knowledge. Yeah. Uh, so visual journaling, not just writing, but using like what you talked about, other media, mm-hmm. pictures, magazines, being able to uh, tap into other forms, not just words, Yeah, could be very creative for them. Choosing generosity, not just giving money to Midwest Food Bank, but going to Midwest Food Bank and yeah. doing the work of putting those meals together. That could be choosing generosity. Okay. Because uh, choosing generosity to meet with a person and listening to their words and what they have to say and sharing wisdom and insight because a five could want to hoard their wisdom and insight. Yeah. They don't mean to. Yeah. It's just their bend. All right. So we've got the twos, the nines, the we need three next. Uh, a three, <laughs> well, the daily examine, again, mm-hmm. is that just about every number really would be a great, the daily examine is, okay. is a good practice for every number. The threes uh, practice telling the truth. Okay. Uh, three can be image uh, makers. They, they want to, uh, you know, they're entrepreneurs. Uh, they're, they can be the salesman for God. Mm-hmm. And uh, so learning to practice the truth and what is truth about my life with God. Yeah. And using that in, in their journaling or with a, a, a companion, uh, somebody like who they confess to. Confession yeah. would be very good. Okay. And we're not talking, we know that we can confess yeah. to the Lord. There's a real place of vulnerability. Yeah. Uh, to confess to another and not thinking they can absolve it, absolve us of our sin, but just that confession to be able to be, this is the most honest thing I can say about myself right now. Okay. Yeah. That, that would be good for the, for number three. Mm -hmm. Yes. To put that into practice. Silence and solitude is another one of Mm -hmm. sitting quietly. Yeah. And allowing the Lord to talk to you, you know, again, not that, I mean, we can even do image making with God. Yeah. I got it all together. God, this is all good. The number ones, Mm -hmm. they have got to learn how to celebrate, celebrate everything. Yeah. Uh, Life is a celebration and uh, play and play, create uh, ones to bake and not follow the recipe, to be creative in baking or cooking, to play with God. And I give direction to uh, a number one right now. And I just say to her, play and play with God. And she goes, well, what does that mean? And she loves to dance. So when you dance and put on music, dance with God. It's tapping into the creative side that God has gifted them with. Yeah. Where there's not just the rules (laughs) to follow, (laughs) right or wrong, black or white, but to tap into that beautiful creative side, to get out in nature and go for a walk, not having a 2.5 mile walk with with mapped out, just to walk. But when you're walking, to notice what's in nature. 
and to awaken that. Yeah. To stop and smell the roses. Yep. Yeah. The other day I was on a walk and there was a beautiful lilac bush. And I was walking with another woman and I had to stop and smell it. And how often that we don't do that. Mm -hmm. We don't stop and really smell the roses or the flowers. God has, he has created beauty all around us. Yeah. But we oftentimes do not stop to notice it. Mm -hmm. And then in that, when we stop to notice it and we breathe in, we drink in his beauty Mm -hmm. that he really created for us to enjoy. You're practicing gratitude, a gratitude to God for Mm -hmm. what he's created. Then we use scripture and we enter into the scripture and it's all an invitation from him Mm -hmm. that we would stop and notice him. Yeah. Ultimately, it is all about him. And all of these practices is just really an invitation for every one of us. He's just like, I am a creative God. I created the world. I have created all of these ways Mm -hmm. because my invitation is Nick, Brenda, others. I want you to enjoy me. I think that for me, like beginning doing all these practices, I read scripture in such a different way. Mm-hmm. It's the blind Bartimaeus story. And it's where Jesus comes along and he stops. He knows Bartimaeus's name. And he says, what do you want me to do for you? And I really think that the invitation from the Lord every day is not... It is, what do you want me to do for you? But it isn't like, give me a million dollars, whoever. But it's his invitation to us to say, to name it, mm-hmm. to just even acknowledge him and say, well, really, Lord, I just want to be in relationship with you. Yeah. And how do I make that happen? How, what, I got to find creative ways to have this relationship with you. Yeah. And it makes the scripture come alive when we really read it as the New Testament truly is an invitation to us over and over and over again for relationship with him. And that's really what I wanted to doubt of today was just to talk about ways that we can put ourselves in a place where we can have that relationship with God. How can we? invite him in as he's inviting us uh, to be with him. What can we do to help us find that place in the way that we're wired? Well, thank you, Brenda. I really appreciate this time and thanks for taking time out and uh, look forward to talking to you again later. Thank you, Nick. Thanks for listening to the Image Makeover podcast. We're a brand new podcast, so please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. Also, make sure to check out our website, theimagemakeover.com. See you next time.